Section 41 of Elia and the Last Essays of Elia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Mike Ferry 252. Elia and the Last Essays of Elia by Charles Lamb. THE GENTEEL STYLE IN WRITING It is an ordinary criticism that my lord Shaftesbury and Sir William Temple are models of the genteel style in writing. We should prefer saying of the lordly and the gentlemanly. Nothing can be more unlike than the inflated finchel rhapsodies of Shaftesbury and the plain, natural chit-chat of Temple. The man of rank is discernible in both writers, but in the one it is only insinuated gracefully, in the other it stands out offensively. The peer seems to have written with his coronet on, and his earl's mantle before him, the commoner in his elbow chair and undressed. What can be more pleasant than the way in which the retired statesman peeps out in the essays, penned by the latter in his delightful retreat at Sheen, the scent of Nemegan and the Hague? Scarce an authority is quoted under an ambassador, Don Francisco de Melo, a, quote, Portugal envoy in England, unquote, tells him it was frequent in his country for men, spent with age or other decays, so as they could not hope for above a year or two of life, to ship themselves away in a Brazil fleet, and after their arrival, there to go on a great length, sometimes of twenty or thirty years or more, by the force of that vigor, they recovered with that remove, quote, whether such an effect, Temple beautifully adds, might grow from the air, or the fruits of that climate, or by approaching nearer the sun, which is the fountain of light and heat, when their natural heat was so far decayed, or whether the piecing out of an old man's life were worth the pains I cannot tell. Perhaps the play is not worth the candle, unquote, Monsieur Pompon. Quote, French ambassador in his Sir William's time at the Hague, unquote, certifies him that in his life he had never heard of any man in France that arrived at a hundred years of age, a limitation of life which the old gentleman imputes to the excellence of their climate, giving them such a liveliness of temper and humor as disposes them to more pleasures of all kinds than in other countries, and moralizes upon the matter very sensibly. The, quote, late Robert Earl of Leicester, unquote, furnishes him with the story of a Countess of Desmond, married out of England in Edward IV's time, and who lived far in King James's reign. The, quote, same noble person, unquote, gives him an account how such a year in the same reign 
there went about the country a set of morris dancers composed of ten men who danced a maid marian and a tabouran pipe and how these twelve one with another made up twelve hundred years Quote, it was not so much says temple that so many in one small country heffordshire should live to that age as that they should be in vigour and in humour to travel and to dance unquote. monsieur zulichem one of his quote, colleagues at the hague unquote, informs him of a cure for the gout which is confirmed by another quote, envoy unquote, monsieur Sauenchamps, in that town who had tried it old prince maurice of nassau recommends to him the use of hammocks in that complaint having been allured to sleep while suffering under it himself by the quote, constant motion or swinging of those airy beds unquote, count egmont and the rhinegrave who quote, was killed last summer before maestricht unquote, impart to him their experiences but the rank of the writer is never more innocently disclosed than where he takes for granted the compliments paid by foreigners to his fruit trees for the taste and perfection of what we esteem the best he can truly say that the french who have eaten his peaches and grapes at sheen in no very ill a year have generally concluded that the last are as good as they have eaten in france on this side fontainebleau and the first as good as they have eat in gasconi italians have agreed his white figs to be as good as any of that sort in italy which the earlier kind of white fig there for in the later kind and the blue we cannot come near the warm climates no more than in the frontignac or muscat grape his orange trees too are as large as any he saw when he was young in france except those of fontainebleau or what he has seen since in the low countries except some very old ones of the prince of oranges of grapes he had the honour of bringing over four sorts into england which he enumerates and supposes that they are all by this time pretty common among some gardeners in his neighbourhood as well as several persons of quality for he ever thought all things of this kind quote, the commoner they are made the better unquote. the garden pedantry with which he asserts that tis to little purpose to plant any of the best fruits as peaches or grapes hardly he doubts beyond northamptonshire at the furthest northwards and praises the quote, bishop of munster at coesvelt for attempting nothing beyond cherries in that cold climate is equally pleasant and in character Quote, I may perhaps, unquote, he thus ends his sweet garden essay with a passage worthy of Cowley, quote, be allowed to know something of this trade, since I have so long allowed myself to be good for nothing else, which few men will do, or enjoy their gardens, without often looking abroad to see how other matters play, what motions in the state, and what invitations they may hope for into other scenes for my own part as the country life and this part of it more particularly were the inclination of my youth itself 
so they are the pleasure of my age and i can truly say that among great employments that have fallen to my share i have never asked or sought for any of them but have often endeavoured to escape from them into the ease and freedom of a private scene where a man may go his own way and his own pace and the common paths and circles of life the measure of choosing well is whether a man likes what he has chosen which i think god has befallen me and though among the follies of my life building and planting have not been the least and have cost me more than i have the confidence to own yet they have fully been recompensed by the sweetness and satisfaction of this retreat where since my resolution taken of never entering again into any public employments i have passed five years without ever once going to town though i am almost in sight of it and have a house there always ready to receive me nor has this been any sort of affectation as some have thought it but a mere want of desire or humour to make so small a remove for when i am in this corner i can truly say with horse me quotes raficit and see quote, me when the cold to gentian stream revives what does my friend believe i think or ask let me yet less possess so i may live whatever of life remains unto myself may i have books enough and one year's store not to depend upon each doubtful hour this is enough of mighty jove to pray who as he pleases gives and takes away unquote. The writings of Temple are, in general, after this easy copy. On one occasion, indeed, his wit, which was mostly subordinate to nature and tenderness, has seduced him into a string of felicitous antithesis, which it is obvious to remark, have been a model to Addison and succeeding essayists. Quote, Who would not be covetous and with reason, he says, if health could be purchased with gold, who not ambitious? A white staff will not help gouty feet to walk better than a common cane, nor a blue riband bind up a wound so well as a fillet. The glitter of gold or of diamonds will but hurt sore eyes instead of curing them, and an aching head will be no more eased by wearing a crown than a common nightcap. Unquote. In a far better style, and more accordant with his own humour of plainness are the concluding sentences of his quote, discourse upon poetry unquote. temple took a part in the controversy about the ancient and the modern learning and with that partiality so natural and so graceful in an old man whose state engagements had left him little leisure to look into modern productions while his retirement gave him occasion to look back upon the classic studies of his youth decided in favor of the latter quote, certain it is unquote, he says quote, that whether the fierceness of the gothic humors or noise of their perpetual wars frighted it away or that the unequal mixture of the modern languages would not bear it the great heights and excellency both of poetry and music fell with the roman learning and empire and have never since recovered admiration and applauses that before attended them yet such as they are amongst us they must be confessed to be the softest and sweetest they still find room in the courts of princes and the cottages of shepherds they serve to revive and animate the dead calm 
of poor and idle lives and to ally or divert the violent passions and perturbations of the greatest and the busiest men and both of these effects are of equal use to human life for the mind of man is like the sea which is neither agreeable to the beholder nor the voyager in a calm or in a storm but is so to both when a little agitated by gentle gales and so the mind when moved by soft and easy passions or affections i know very well that many who pretend to be wise by the forms of being grave are apt to despise both poetry and music as toys and trifles too light for the use or entertainment of serious men but whoever find themselves wholly insensible to their charms would i think do well to keep their own counsel for fear of reproaching their own temper and bringing the goodness of their world lasts i doubt not but the pleasure and request of these two entertainments will do so and happy those that content themselves with these or any other so easy and so innocent and to no trouble the world or other men because they cannot be quiet themselves though nobody hurts them Quote, when all is done he concludes human life is at the greatest and the best but like a forward child that must be played with and humoured a little to keep it quiet till it falls asleep and then the care is over unquote. end of section forty one recorded by mike ferry two fifty two